hey, how about we do a book club for World Split Open, my first and only novel. World Split Open is about a couple in a very difficult Christian marriage, and it may or may not be about 90% autobiographical, just saying. So if you're looking for a good read to finish off your summer, or you like fiction, but not the kind that gets all wrapped up in a pretty little bow, or you'd like to read something that was called too Christian-y for secular publishers, but too raw for Christian publishers, yeah, an agent actually told me this. Here's what you need to do. Number one, buy the book. Go to elizabethkline.com slash books. It comes in paperback or Kindle. Then email me with a copy of your receipt at elizabeth at elizabethkline.com. If you're on Facebook, I'll send you an invite to a private Facebook group. We will read it together over a couple of weeks. I'll post some discussion questions. I'll do a couple web webcasts. We'll get started soon. So why not jump in? BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the All That To Say podcast. Around here, we talk about the hard stuff because I've been through a lot of it and so have you. And therapy has been a monumental part of my coping and my healing since I was in my early 20s. Well, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time, schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash all that to say. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all that to say. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that God considers each one of us his masterpiece and that he created each one of us in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared for us in advance long, long ago. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about purpose and what the point is of your specific life. I feel like this is an area that is fraught with emotion for many women and for many reasons. It could be that some of us are or were stay-at-home moms and we struggled defining that as meaningful, or it could be because our culture is one of those like, I am woman, hear me roar, slash women could do anything and everything. Um, and then even the church version of that is the Proverbs 31 woman. And so we might feel like we're failing if we aren't actually doing everything. Or it could be social media where we're all comparing our actual daily lives with everyone else's 
curated outside lives. Or it could even be that we feel like purpose is meant for certain kinds of people and that we just need to be okay with living our regular lives, ho-hum. But this is an area that I'm passionate about because I truly and absolutely believe that every woman God has ever created, and that would include you, was created intentionally, lovingly, and with something inside her that is unique to be offered to the world. Ephesians 2.10 from the English Standard Version goes like this, and I love it. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I'm going to break this down a little bit, just kind of going phrase by phrase through this verse. Each one of you is God's workmanship, handiwork, masterpiece. You are unique. There is no other person on this earth just like you. There never has been. There never will be. You are literally one of a kind. God created you in Christ Jesus, which means that if you have accepted and received the gift of salvation that Jesus acquired for you by dying on the cross, you are quote unquote, in Christ. And if you've never done this or you have questions, please message me and we can chat. God created you to do good works. It doesn't say in this verse that God created some people to do amazing works. It says that God created you to do good, all kinds of good, every single day, big good, little good, average daily good, acts of kindness, random and intentional to those you know and love, to those you hate or who hate you, to those who are strangers, to those in the body of believers, to your neighbors, any kind of kindness to every kind of person. There is no kindness too small. We'll get back to that in a moment. God prepared these good works beforehand. Before the creation of the world, he knew all about you and he set aside works just for you to do that only you can do. Things that if you don't do them, won't get done. God created you to walk in your specific to you good works. Walk in. In other words, you know, do the things. Do the good things you think you should and could and want to do. And when in doubt, if you should do that good thing that you feel nudged to do, gosh, just do the good thing, right? Err on kindness. So many of us want to find our grand purpose, and I get it. I've had seasons where I've absolutely felt swept up in something bigger than myself. Super honest right now. This current season of mine is not one of those seasons, and it feels a little weird. But my overarching purpose, and I came to this around my mid-20s, so, okay, 25, 30 years ago, was simply this. Love God by loving women. And it's interesting because that has taken so many forms over the past 25, 30 years. It started with young moms when I was a young mom. 
speaking at mom's groups, writing mommy devotionals, writing a mommy column for mops, starting a mops group, a mom's group at my church. Then it sort of morphed to women who were married and mothers when I started the women's ministry at my church and led that for 10 years. And I started writing other kinds of blogs and hitting on other different topics and books that were more like um, essays that had to do with faith and relationships. Then it shifted into social justice when I began focusing more on local and international ministries to women in need, issues surrounding homelessness and clean water and AIDS that affect women disproportionately. And now, as most of you, my sweet listeners know, my past like 10 to 12 years now has been focused on women in difficult marriages, those going through divorce, helping women become more whole in Jesus, because that's what I had been through, allowing God to turn my ashes into beauty and redemption. Women, 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 loving God by loving women for the past 30 years of my life. And you may have something like that in your life, or you may not, but you may be longing for something like that in your life. And if you are in this place, this not quite knowing your place place, I'd start with asking yourself the following questions. And there's a handful of them. Don't feel like you need to scramble. I will put them in the show notes for you. But these are some things to just start to sort of pray and think and journal through. What topics or issues do I gravitate towards? What do I talk about, think about, read about, pray about, give to? What upsets me the most in this world? What hard things have I been through? What groups of people do I feel passionate about or long to serve? What am I good at? What am I not great at? What do I know a lot about? What are my gifts and strengths? What do I love to do? What do I not like to do? What did I like to do when I was a little girl? How am I wired up? Then ask God to connect the dots for you and see what comes. Theologian Frederick Buechner says, the place God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I shared about what I'm about to share um, in an episode several months ago, how I used to believe that we should like quote unquote, spend our lives building the kingdom of God, but how I look at the how differently than I used to. I think in my earlier years, 20s and you know early to mid 30s, I counted things, I maybe only counted things, like when I wrote a book or spoke at a women's group or led a small group or led the women's ministry or put together a women's event or when I was working on staff at my church. Those were the kingdom building things. These days, I pretty much believe anything at all that we do for another person Every word of kindness, every time we show someone love, give a gift, leave a note, mop the floor, pray a prayer, on and on and on, is building the kingdom of God because it's acting like Jesus would act. 
I also used to believe kingdom building was the most important work and therefore it was justified to take so much of my time. And therefore it was not only okay that I was working so hard back then, it was what I should be doing. That exhaustion was like a badge of honor. Um, back in the day when someone asked how you are, do you remember like, I don't know when this would have been 20 plus years ago, the collective answer was fine. But have you noticed how in our culture, the answer to how you are has changed to busy? I know I've shared this before, but I knew things had to change for me one day. Um, my kids were school age. My daughter was working on homework. I was in the kitchen standing at the counter with my work laptop open. Um, I could like, I was right there. I could see them in the dining room. I could answer any questions, all of that. I was there physically, but maybe a little bit also mentally not so much there. So she's working on spelling words. She had to write a sentence using the word exhausted. <laughs> Keep in mind, I was on staff at church at the time. I was over like three or four ministries. And if I recall, we were in the middle of a church building campaign that was I was asked to take on. And I was so stretched, it was awful. And her sentence was, okay, so the word was exhausted. And her sentence was, when mommy comes home from work, she's exhausted. And that really stung. I didn't want my children to learn that ministry is equated with running yourself into the ground. Um, and yes, I am 20 years older than I was then. And my energy level is absolutely lower than it was than in my 20s and 30s, but my chosen pace of life is slower and quieter. Author Shauna Nequa says that her life is better when it's smaller and slower. And author Emily P. Freeman says that we are free to dream small. I have fewer friends than I did 20 years ago, fewer places to go, fewer things to do, though I do still have things to do. Um, I have a smaller circle of people who are my main people. My work at this moment is mostly from home. It's not grand. Um, there will more than likely be no more books, probably only a few speaking events here and there, and that's all okay. It's weird. I'm adjusting, but it's okay. I just don't hustle anymore. I hustled for like 25 years and I don't. It could be my age. It could be that I'm on this side of so many precious dreams coming true. I don't really know. But I think I was hustling to garner validation for my worth and I'm done with that. Um, I heard this beautiful quote from author Sarah Hagerty. There are kind eyes for me when I'm not producing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> also, um, I think back then there were so many things I wanted to do. I wanted to impress people too. I hate that. I wanted people to look at me and think, how does she do all that while she's raising a family? And I'm not proud of that. Um, then I, was, I realized I was hustling to prove my worth to a couple of people in particular who I'd longed to make proud for years. And then I started working with a counselor on all that to kind of untangle it. Um, so I don't hustle anymore and it's so freeing. But perhaps what you need to hear right now is that what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life is already enough. You're already doing the good works he prepared in advance for you to do and you are already walking in them. Remember, no kindness is too small. The text you send your friend to check in, the note you send to your sister, the Starbucks gift card you send your daughter, the cookies you bake for your son, the groceries you pick up for your neighbor, 
Um, when you're sitting in the stands watching one of your kiddos, you know, run track, um, the thank you that you say to your husband for working hard, the garbage bins you pull up for your neighbor, the eye can't contact you make with like the grocery store clerk or the bake teller, all of those things, sweet girls, are living out your purpose and your quote unquote vocation and are building the kingdom and are sowing seeds. Uh, John Wesley said the following, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. So I want you to really think about and remember Ephesians 2.10. I'm going to say it again, but this time this is from the Passion Translation, but maybe jot it down and look it up um, for yourself. I love this version as well. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he's given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Each one of you have good things for you to do for someone else that might go left undone if you don't do them. Your purpose, your overarching purpose is to love God by loving the people he's placed in your life in big and little ways by making their lives better and sweeter and by following those nudges. If someone or something comes to mind, do it, do something for that person. You may never know what your kindness will do for someone else to keep them going. So I've got a couple simple challenges for you other than to journal through the questions I said earlier, pick one of these, pick two, do all three. Okay. So every day for the next week, try one of these things or all three. And if I remember, I'll jot these, I'll put these in the show notes too. What can I do for someone else today that will make their life better? And then do it. <laughs> um, pray this prayer every day. Jesus, lead me to the ones I need and to the ones who need me and let something I do be of eternal significance today. And every day this week, tell Jesus one way you'd like to help someone or serve him that seems slightly out of reach and ask for God to make a way. Okay, I'm gonna post a link in the show notes to three of my one month e-courses, Meaningful Life, So You Wanna Be a Writer, and unstuck, all of which kind of touch on this topic, and all of which are only 15 bucks right now each. As always, if this episode of the All That To Say podcast or any of the episodes have been meaningful to you, would you do me a huge favor? Each or any one of these things should take you under 60 seconds. You can share it with a friend or share it on social media, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast. I think all you have to do with that is like click on a star or more than one star, um, review it or financially support it. And girls, every time you do any of these, you help me reach more women. Um, and that's what I want to do. So sweet ones, all that to say, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. 
You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love. Thank you.